Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck. Last week episode, we talked about identifying your bad spending habits, and we identified some of them and talked about how you break them. One of the ways you can break a bad spending habit and get on track with your finances is to create a financial plan. I have a simple and easy way to do it, but before I get started, more about this podcast, and I'll be back in 35 seconds. Welcome. Together, we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances, or you may already have a home, or you're struggling to get credit cards under control. ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com is a weekly podcast to educate those to improve personal finances, whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. For this episode, I'm going to assume that you identified your bad spending habits from the last episode and you're carrying that forward. But I'm going to assume that you're struggling with paying in too much bank fees, whether it's ATM fees, overdraft fees, late payment fees, whatever fees any bank or all the banks, mortgage companies and lenders are charging you. That's our first step on solving that and paying way too much to the financial institutions than what you should be. To get started, keep it simple, piece of paper, a pencil, or a pen, or if you want to use a word processor, that's just as good, or if you have a note-taking device on your smartphone, whatever you have, you need to write it down. Bank fees. Number one goal a financial plan, you should state your goals. So your first goal is to eliminate paying all bank fees that are not required or necessary. That's goal number one. Goal number two, increase the balance in my checking account so I don't have any more overdraft fees. And in goal number three, set up a savings account and put a minimum of $10 per pay in the savings account starting as soon as possible. Okay, a financial plan, the first thing you do is set your goals. You got to keep the goals reasonable and something that you can achieve in a relatively short period of time. Since you're already paying too much to the banks and ATM fees, overdraft fees, and those things, I'm assuming that you don't have enough money in your checking account to carry the bills that you're paying. And two, you do not have an emergency fund set up, a savings account where you set aside money. So in case an emergency comes up, usually something 
bigger than not being able to pay your bills from pay period to pay period, such as uh, needing tires for the car or a car breaking down or your air conditioning in your home going out, things like that. You need to have an emergency fund. You quit creating new debt. Once you get that written down, how do you go about solving the problem? Well, the first thing you got to do is create a budget. Now, I'm not going to create a budget for a month. I'm not creating a budget for a year in advance. I'm not creating a budget for six weeks. I'm creating a budget from your last pay period to your next pay period. If you get paid every week on a Friday, let's assume, your budget starts on Friday, the day you get paid, and ends on Thursday, the day before you get paid. You need to know your happy numbers. What are happy numbers? Well, it's the net pay you receive from your employer. If you do not have a direct deposit going in your checking account from your employer and you're getting a check from your employer or they're giving you cash and you're not depositing it all into your checking account, well, there could be the problem that you have. Quit hiding money from your spouse if you have a spouse. I know a lot of married men do that. Quit doing that. Put 100% of your net paycheck into your checking account. No more sluts funds for yourself. That's probably the root cause of some of your problems. So once you know your happy numbers on your net pay, what bills are due to be paid in the next week? Is rent, utilities, telephone, which is a utility. Those type of items you need to identify and make sure you have enough money to pay them. Then you have other items such as groceries, gasoline for the car, school supplies if you have children, and things like that, that you need to have a little bit more money set aside to make sure you cover. How much should your groceries be? Well, that's where you go back and look at the last two or three pay periods and figure out how much did you spend at the grocery store, the two or three, four times you want, add it all together, divide it by the number of times that you add it together, and that's an average, and you need at least that much in the checking account to cover groceries. A little bit more wouldn't hurt. You do the same thing with your car. Unless you're like me, and every time you go to the gas station, you put $20 in. Then you go, well, I need to go to the gas station at least one time this week. I need at least $20. If you've been paying for cash for your gas, start using your debit card for your gasoline. Because we want to keep the money in the checking account 
so you do, don't say, well, I need $20 for gas, I need $100 for groceries, then you spend $5 on gas, and you spend $30 on groceries, and you waste the rest. We, we're trying to avoid wasting of money. And why? Because we're trying to have as much money in the checking account at all times as much as possible. Why? So you don't get hit with late fees, overdraft fees, ATM fees. Do not go to the ATM to withdraw cash. If you do, make sure it's an ATM at your bank, no other bank. Make sure that your bank does not charge you a fee for using the ATM. It's little things like that that help you achieve your goals. Now, I have two articles on how to make a budget, but that's my simple, easy way how to get started on something you need to take care of, need to get done, and it's something you can achieve in one pay period or two pay periods and you can pat yourself on the back, and then you can stick with it. And then we can expand on your financial plan after you achieve these goals. Eliminate all bank fees. Increase your balance in your checking account. Set up a savings account and put at least $10 in your savings account every pay. That will be $40 a month if you get paid weekly. And before you know it, you'll have two or $300 in there. And if you have a $200 emergency, you'll have the money to be able to cover it, no problems. In my show notes, I have a link to the articles I'm going to start talking about. The first plan I'm going to talk about is from clevergirlfinance.com 10 steps to creating a solid financial plan I'm just going to go over the highlights because like most of you getting into too much detail when you're first starting a financial plan is going to be overwhelming and you're not going to follow it through this article says create a list of things to plan for well, you, if you identified your bad spending habits, that's the list you have. Now, how do you plan to get rid of those spending habits that are bad? And you got to write all this down. If you don't write it down, you won't remember a month from now what your plan was. How you know if you're going to achieve your goals if you don't remember the plan? So write it down. Now, how to create it? Well, creating a plan is fairly simple. You just write down the goals you want to meet. For now, to keep it simple, we're looking at short-term goals. How do I get myself out of the mess I'm in? So the first big step was to identify your problems. The second big step is to write the problems down. 
when you write them down, only thing you do to make it a financial plan is problem. Too much bank fees paying. Eliminate fees. There's your plan. How long? Sooner the better. And then you need to go back and review it. I would say every paycheck from pay period to pay period so that you can see if you want increase in the balance in your save checking account. Did you put money into your savings account? Those are the things you should be asking yourself. Did I achieve what I said I was going to do? If I didn't, why not? Let's get started. Let's just do it again. Let's get going. You can't give up. You got to stay the course. That's the only way you're going to get out of overpaying the bank and whoever you're paying. It will help you start making on-time payments. You'll have extra money in your checking account. You'll have a savings account and you'll start building up an emergency fund. Those are all things you need to write down in a financial plan because that is the very beginning of a financial plan. After you achieve those things and say you have an emergency fund of six to nine months worth of expenses, let's say that would be very much for most people. It might take you a year or two to do that. Then you can start looking at Do I need other types of insurance other than car insurance and homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance? Should I have life insurance? Does anybody depend on my income? And you can start looking at the other things within a financial plan that a lot of these articles are covering. These articles are assuming you're making a whole lot of money, you're fairly well off, maybe you're struggling a little bit. I'm assuming that you make bare minimum money, maybe more than minimum wage, but not much. You have a lot of debt, you have a lot of expenses, and you're struggling from paycheck to paycheck. No matter how much money you make, very little or very much, you need to have some type of plan. Now, for those of you who make a lot of money, It's more important to have a financial plan because it's easier to waste money. And you start wasting money. And if you say, well, I'm going to start a retirement plan. I'm going to start saving for my retirement uh, next year. And 20 years down the road, you go, why didn't I start saving for my retirement sooner? I don't have enough money to retire on. I got to continue to work. So some of the things within your plan is a monthly budget. Now I'm saying a weekly budget, if you get paid every week, keep it simple. A debt payoff plan. If you have a lot of credit cards, you need a debt payoff plan. Yes, I agree with that. Next week, the next episode, I'm going to go into detail on a debt reduction plan. I've already talked about it in in previous episodes. I'm going to review it. I'm going to go over it in detail in the next episode. A fully funded emergency account. That would be a savings, retirement savings, 
a diversified portfolio of investments, multiple streams of income, and savings for other things you want, your short, mid, and long-term goals. It could be something as saving for a down payment for a new car. It could be saving money for a bigger down payment on moving up to a different home in a different neighborhood. And do you have all the right types of insurance company, life, health, disability, home, and etc. There is an umbrella insurance policy that covers you for more liability from your home and auto in case something bad would happen. A plan for yourself, a plan for your marriage, depends if you're married or not. Write down your financial goals, start an emergency fund, help pay off debt, create a plan to invest, get the right type of insurance for your needs, create a plan for retirement, plan for taxes. If you usually owe taxes every year, then why is that? You need to plan, you need to adjust your withholding so that you're at least breaking even, mean. You shouldn't get a $5,000 refund, but you don't need to owe $5,000 either. If you get anything under a $1,000 refund and you owe less than $1,000, you're in the right range, and that's what you should strive as far as planning for taxes. Create an estate plan, especially once you get over mid-40s. You start looking for your estate, who's going to take care of what, you never know what's going to happen. You could have an accident and be killed. I don't know. And then review your plan lay every quarter or at least once a year. And then most important, you got to stay the course, avoid overspending, and learn from your mistakes. Your journey to financial independence won't be easy. There will be some tough days, weeks, and even months. Pursuing a goal of financial independence is very much tied to delayed gratification. It's not always fun, but it's completely doable. Have a solid plan for your finances. Be disciplined and avoid overspending. You'll find out how great you feel when you really make a concerted effort to stick to your budget. As you work on your finances, you may still make mistakes with your money, and that's okay. Sometimes you might be unable to resist the urge to buy something that isn't in your immediate budget. And sometimes you feel like ripping your entire financial plan to bits because it just doesn't seem like fun. However, as long as you keep your reasons why you want to be financially free and focused and make an effort to rebound quickly from your mistakes, you'll do just fine. It's all about assessing the mistakes you make, understanding why you made them, and making a plan to avoid making them again. Then you'll need to take those lessons and apply them to your future success. And that's very important. So when once we solve the problem of paying too much bank fees, what did you learn from it? That you were, one, wasting money, and two, when you don't pay all those fees, you have a lot more money. Keep that in mind because you want to stay the course. And once you solve those issues, then you can start looking at bigger issues. Building an emergency fund, reducing your credit card debt, 
getting rid of that payday loan, whatever it may be. The less money you owe other people, the more money you have for yourself. Gives you more money to buy the things you really need first and then buy those things you want second. If you focus on your needs first and making sure those are taken care of and then everything else will fall into place. So no matter what your income, you can do it. You can stay the course and you can pull yourself out of this debt cycle you got yourself into. I did it. I'm now 100% debt free and I have more money. Well, not really, but my money is going into retirement and savings and building up as fast as I've ever seen it in my life. It's well worth working for yourself feels a whole lot better than working for everybody else. When I mean working for everybody else, I mean the credit card companies, the mortgage company, the loan companies for the buying your cars, your boat or whatever it is you're buying. It's much better putting that money aside for yourself than it is paying all those bills. And some of them you probably don't need. If you want to really go into detail on how to write a personal financial plan, WikiHow with pictures. <laughs> I thought that was crazy, but it's a fairly good article. WikiHow.com. Write a personal financial plan. It's fairly good. It takes you through all the steps you need to go through. And it was co-authored by a certified public accountant and a certified financial planner. You know, you got to review your current situation. You know, he's got you doing things that you really don't. Organize your financial records. Yes, I didn't. When you're doing all this, you got to keep your bills organized. If you get, you're still getting the paper bills in the mail, hold on to them at least for a year and put them in categories, utilities, loan payments, credit card payments, Grocery bills, keep your receipts from the grocery store. Gas bills, keep your receipts from the gas station. And put them in categories and put them together by month so that if, if you need to go figure out an average, you got it right there handy. You just add it up, divide it by the number you got, and boom, you got an average. You have a better control on your budget. Keeping your budget under control, it's, it's a fine-tuning. It's never-ending. You're always fine-tuning because things change. Every, every month, something might change. Develop your financial goals. You know, that's once you get these little things, I refer to little things, the pesky stuff that's been bothering you, that's keeping you from achieving what you really want, then you can sit back and dream. In the next six months, what would I like to achieve financially? In the next... Five years, what would I like to achieve financially? 
How much would I like to save for my retirement? What do I want to do when I retire? How much money do I think I need when I retirement? If you figure out that you need $500,000, you probably most likely need $2 million if you're 20 years old. Those numbers, you just need to multiply them out. Whatever you think you need, multiply it by two or three and you're getting closer. So, Ricky, how you got specific goals are one that can be clearly articulated. A vague goal like the financial independent makes it impossible to seed or fail. Have a concise and precise goal that you can turn into a short statement. Quit paying ATM fees. That's precise goal. Achieve that within one week. Now you have a target date. Measurable. Goals that have quantitative dimensions to them, such as get my credit score to 750 or have 12,000 emergency savings without assigning a value to a goal, it's also difficult to know if you're making progress. I want to save $500 a month in my savings. That is a small goal, but something you can identify within one month. If you're putting $10 a month in there, that's $40. $500 would be $125 a week times four. That's $500. Now you have the numbers. Attainables. Goals are reality-based. Don't make a goal they cannot realistic attain. It would only discourage you from having a plan at all. You cannot put $500 a month in the savings if you only earn $2,000 a month and your rent is $1,500 a month. Realistic here. Why are you paying so much rent when your income is so low? That is your first problem to identify and to try to solve. You need to increase your income in that case or find a cheaper place to live. Rewarding. Goals feel good once you achieve them. There should be a positive feedback loop where you have finished a goal and want to finish more. Time-based goals are not open-ended, but have deadlines and milestones that you can fail or succeed at. Remember, plans are not set in stone and they can be changed as you have new information. If you fail at a certain milestone on the way to a goal, adjust the expectation and give it a new deadline. So example, I want to have $1,000 in my savings account in six months. Six months from now, I have $800. Okay, well, give me two more months. I'll have my $1,000. It's a never-ending adjustment. Something may have came along during that first six months to prevent you from putting that extra $200 in there, even though maybe you knew it was doable, but maybe you forgot you had a bill due or something due that was $200 that you couldn't set aside. This is all from WikiHow. Bring your family in. If you're married, talk to your spouse. Make sure they're on board with you. Make sure that they're saving and doing the same things that you are. And of course, if something goes wrong, you need to review your situation and maybe make a change 
and take a new course of action that will make it more attainable. The one thing that makes it attainable is making more income, maybe getting a part-time job, maybe getting a side hustle, as they say nowadays, will help you earn some more money. And as I said in the past, generally speaking, people are lazy and don't like to do the things and they put off doing the things they don't like. So just take a look around your neighborhood. For example, in the fall, when the leaves fall and you got trees around that fill up the gutters, how many neighbors around you never get up there and clean out the gutters? Maybe you can charge them 50 bucks to clean out the gardens. It takes you an hour. Maybe you have some older senior citizens are not able to do it or maybe shouldn't be doing it. Maybe you can charge them $40, give them a break clean out their guard, uh, gutters and solve a problem for them. And you're handy and you're there. And then once you do that first chore, maybe they'll find some other things and you can make another 10, 20 bucks here and there. It's not like a lot of money, but if it pays, fills up your car with gas for a week, you're going to be ahead of the game. That's $20 you didn't spend. It all adds up. So go with things like that and try to create opportunities for yourself to one, make more money, or two, to save money and to get out of debt. I'll be back in 35 seconds with my final thoughts. You can share this episode with your friends. I'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to hear about in the future. You can go to my Facebook page and leave me a message I'm more than glad to respond. To find my Facebook page, go to ReducedDebtIncreasedWealth.com and click on the Facebook icon. Creating your financial plan shouldn't be a difficult task. Keep it simple. Identify the problems you're currently having Come up with a solution on how you're going to solve those problems and write it down. It's that simple. As you solve one problem, go on to the next one. As you get better and better at it, you can expand your financial plan to include everything such as a debt reduction plan, maybe insurance needs, and other things you would need to develop as your life goes on. Developing a investment goal should be one of your long-term plans. Can't get that done until you solve the simple and easy problems first and then move on.